Friends and welcome to the Rogue Planet podcast. I'm Jason McClellan, and we've got Caleb Hanks back with us this week. I exist. Excellent. So good of you to exist. I was beginning to doubt your existence, but now it is confirmed. Well, I will say I've been going through a, a huge transitional period here in my hometown of Asheville. So I am now a female. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I've just been so damn busy. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back on the old RP podcast. Sweet. We're going to try to do it more often now and uh, really trying to uh, ramp up the website, get a lot more content on there and slowly making the push to uh, get more video content up on the old rogueplanet.tv. So that's coming in the future. Um, Yeah. So you've made your transition. You're, You're a woman. You let that slip. Good yeah. for you. Good yeah. for you. Now um, I wipe from front to back. I might have to uh, get your phone number after the show. But, uh. <laughs> um, well, speaking of um, video stuff, I actually very soon am going to have access to the uh, to a new camera. It is a Canon. Um, it's a Canon Rebel Series. T uh, uh, TS three or TI something I don't know but a either T, way T three I is most T three I yeah but uh, brother Micah just uh, decided to purchase one for some of the Graylian Report endeavors that we're doing and I believe that he will be be willing to let me utilize it for some other things so it's really cool I watched some uh, test footage of it on uh, on the YouTube's and it looks great so pretty excited about that yeah I dig those cameras a lot. Um, there are more expensive cannons that people use for a lot of, uh, HDSLR, um, video shoots, but I personally have the, uh, the, the model, uh, previous to the T3i, I have the T2i, and I love it, man. It's such a cool camera to shoot with, um, and the video on it is awesome. Heck yeah. So I can't wait for you to play with that. Yeah, man. I actually found out recently, uh, did you happen to see the trailer that my brother and I did for the spoof film Shell? Yes, yes, I did Hello? see that. Okay. That was actually shot with my iPhone 5S. Nice. And it, it turned out pretty good for what it was. Um, but, but yeah, man, making, making my way into the transitioning world of, of filming myself. Excellent. Well, and not in a and not not in a porn. Well, you've already done that, but uh, yeah, Apple just just had their wonderful little party where they announced the new iPhone and the uh, the iWatch, which now we know is called the Apple Watch. But the uh, the new iPhone, the iPhone six, is actually going to be really sweet for filmmakers for videos. Um, 
because that camera is going to be pretty badass. It's supposed to shoot in 1080p and uh, supposed to have some pretty sweet slow-mo action. You can make yeah. some really cool slow-mo videos with it. It, the it's the lens on the um the six plus which is the more uh phablet phone tablet uh size model that actually Ginormous. has yeah it, w- that one actually has like a moving lens that is used for stabilization so that's yeah. pretty crazy I mean I think it's going to be interesting getting into the 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 realm of technology to where like almost industry standard film is going to be in your damn phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're pretty close to it and, you know, purists will always have the, uh, the technical nitpickiness to uh, point out why it's inferior. But I mean, the reality of it is, you know, we've got people with amazing technology in their pockets and can create amazing things. I mean, there are commercials and music videos and stuff that people have been creating on the iPhone since the iPhone uh, introduced the capability of recording video. I mean, you can make things work. People are extremely creative, but the quality is just remarkable now. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, uh, what do you think of the Apple Watch? It is, you know, it's really difficult to really tell what it does. <laughs> you yeah. know, there there are interesting specs and details here and there, but we still really don't know how it really functions and, and what it's going to behave like in the real world. It's got all sorts of sensors on it. Um, Apple's really made a push for um, embracing, uh, you know, health, health applications and working with the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people were making fun of the ability <laughs> that Apple highlighted to share your heartbeat. Um, and people were th- thinking that's pretty crazy. It makes sense because of their focus on health and, you know, being able to share that, that right. health data with your doctor. But as far as like sort of a weird version of sexting to like, you know, be <laughs> pleasuring yourself and want to prove <laughs> to your significant other that you are in fact worked up, send them your heartbeat. I, I don't know. It's a little cheesy, but, um, the design, um, not really in love with it yet. I'm sure yeah. if I had one on my wrist, I would I would dig it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a tech geek. I like it. I'm excited by it. I have an iPhone, so I'm I've really been looking forward to this watch because I do want a smartwatch that works with my phone. I see how that will enhance my tech capabilities and and you know, is it necessary? Absolutely not. Would it be awesome? I think so. So yeah, we'll see. I think the price point is way too high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of different variables because I, I was never really concerned with an iWatch and I still, or, or the, or an Apple Watch. And I still don't necessarily think that it would be something that I need. Like, like you said, if, if I had it, it would probably be pretty cool. Um, it, it doesn't look like I thought it would. And it's, it's a lot more watch like <laughs> it, which is kind of a strange thing to say because, you know, it is a watch, but, uh, well, no, I, I get what you're saying with the design there. And there were a lot of people saying that, too. I mean, following everything on Twitter and everything, people were all, hey, wow, the iWatch is a watch. Yeah, it looks like a watch. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. When you were talking about the, um, the, the, like, being able to share your heartbeat with somebody. Now, to me, honestly, I kind of like that the, the direction that it's going, and maybe it's just because I am like a huge sci-fi nerd, and when it comes to like 
emotion and technology turning into one thing. I'm kind of super into that. Maybe I'm just like poisoned by all the Japanese anime I used to watch. But, uh, you know, I think that, that that bridging a little bit into the world of intimacy and, and, and um, kind of these unspoken, you know, little nods to your partner of, hey, I'm thinking about you. You can literally, like, see my heartbeat being monitored. I think it's kind of fun. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that in that regard. Uh, I'm also glad that Apple is kind of trying to make uh, people more health aware because God knows I sit in my front in front of my damn computer, you know, too much. Um, I so love maybe I that. Feel like- I love that aspect. Um, you know, it was just briefly covered. Again, we don't really have too much to go on uh, other than the presentation, but um, that the health tracking stuff they showed is a bit more sophisticated than what currently exists. You know, I, I have a jawbone up wristband that I wear and it tracks my sleep and my steps and everything. But what Apple's done is what they showed is a really cool thing that also tracks how much time you spend standing and sitting. And that's huge. That's yeah, that's super good. I mean, I would feel like ourselves by how much we sit. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I would imagine that it's like if I spent 350 bucks on a piece of equipment like that, I would hope that it would like motivate me to get out and, and exercise more. Because I think if I were to have like more visually appealing specs and things that I could literally like read and understand better about like what, what I was doing for myself, then it might be more real to me. You know what I'm saying? Rather I'm like than it's you, like, and I think I think a lot of people are like that. I certainly know with the jawbone up, um, both my wife and I are motivated by this thing. You know, we pull it up on our iPhone and and check out you know how many steps we've done. And she she's even insane because she manually inputs everything she eats too, and she can tell you know how how much uh, every, everything she's she's taken in during the day. You know, calories and fats and all that stuff. She gets really crazy with it. But, That's awesome, uh, though. Yeah, but it does motivate you because unless you know, I'm very visual. If I don't see something in front of me, I, it doesn't really register. I can say, yeah, I, I know I really didn't get out much today, but when you see that, you know, you've only taken a thousand steps, you're like, man, that's awful. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the um, I think the Apple Watch is is interesting. I, I think it's gonna. I mean, we're just now kind of starting to get into the realm of wearable technology, but you you can have wearable tech all day. But if it if it sucks, if it's not, you know, if it's not really doing anything, you know, what's the point? It's just kind of like, eh, yeah, well, I have this. It seems to me that Apple has created a a system that is like, I don't know, really, it has potential to be actually useful, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of, you know, technology and and bridging that with intimacy um i think you'll enjoy this caleb i just saw on gizmodo today that somebody has created an oculus rift boob grabbing game oh sweet with this like physical thing they're like boobs and (laughs) you like sit there and and need the boobs while you're like visualizing it in the game but this is horrible it's it's I think it's a, a Japanese game, but it's a very like kind of um, scary game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like it. Oh, it, it's totally set up like a like a groper in training game. 
Um, wow. Because even the character in it, like, you know, obviously reacts like she doesn't want you doing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a very scary, uh, a, a, a rapey game. <laughs> that is uh and even, I mean... even gizmodo says that that's hilarious they say uh you know they don't they don't mind the game or the technology being used for this um in fact it's it's less um objectionable to the, the person who wrote this article than all these games where you're just slaughtering people left and right by shooting them but uh they said They'd like to see a more enduring, uh, endearing version of the game than a subway groper and training theme. Wow. And that's pretty much what it is. You just walk up to a girl and give it a squeeze. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, fi- I'm finding it hard to realize exactly what... Um, I'm trying to think it, what market they're going for or exactly the overall like thesis of why a game like this should exist. Well, you, you know that that's going to be a, a very large market of technology like Oculus Rift. I mean, obviously it's the holodeck. What did they do on the holodeck? Lots of fun uh-huh. time. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I see that. I mean, is this, are they literally just, are they making this for people that just don't really ever get to grab boobs very much to make them feel better? Well, that's certainly it, what, what Gizmodo surmises. They say, and if you have less experience with the female anatomy than Steve Carell and the 40-year-old virgin, now you can use it to simulate grabbing a handful of boob. <laughs> A.K.A. if you're reading this website, you're probably not getting <laughs> laid very much because you're a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how disturbing. <laughs> Here's some fake tits to squeeze. <laughs> Somebody cares about you. And I have no idea. They the website describes these artificial breasts um being made from what looked like a gel-filled mouse pad and that's exactly what I was envisioning when I oh my saw the God. picture of this person squeezing as they can those like jelly things on the wrist um pad on a on a <laughs> mouse pad. So yeah, that's that's fun. Man, well, technology can take us anywhere. Uh, so bizarre. But uh, I want, oh, Caleb, I hope I hope you saw this, but there is um, the Red Bull Music Academy is doing a web series about video game music. Did you see this? No, I haven't. Yes, it is epic, epic it's a documentary oh. about video game music actually and yes i did see something about this feature the pioneers pretty much of video game music all the way back to uh you know all the games we grew up on the great video game music of japan and it is really well done man that makes me very happy because we both know how much we love 8-bit jams yes yeah so it's done by red bull music academy um they it man, it's it's really well done. I forget how many episodes are going to be in the series, but they release a new episode every week, so it's definitely something um, I encourage everybody to check out. Forget the name of it, and I'm trying to find it now. But uh, man, I watched it, and I was just like grinning the whole time I was watching it. I was like, "This is amazing!" Oh yeah, I can't wait to check that out, man. It's called Digging in the Carts. Dig in the cart. Digging. 
D-I-G-G-I-N oh. apostrophe. Digging in the carts. You are transcending. It's You're turning into a robot. It's a, oh, I love turning into a robot. You sound like you do. It's clearing up a little bit. All right. Hey, um, so uh, unless you've got something, I, I would not mind bridging into comic book land a little bit. Um, I will let you do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so did you see that there is a bird's eye view of the new Batmobile? I did see that, yes. Looks pretty cool, man. Uh, it's it's a little Megatron-ish, but I, yeah. I, I'm into it. I'll dig it. My my favorite is still from the uh, the original Batman. Oh man, Adam I West. love the original Batmobile. Oh, you're talking about the Adam. I'm you're not talking, talking about, the about TV. TV. Oh, oh hell yeah, that thing is amazing. They yes. had a they had a replica up in uh, this place near where I live called Gatlinburg. It's like this kind of like little tourist trap mountain town where they make a bunch of beer and taffy. Yeah, but they they had uh, the Guinness Book of World Records and they had the like a orig- original replica of the Batmobile sitting out there. And I always used to like shit my pants looking at that thing when I was a kid. Well, I'm just going to uh, jump in here because you mentioned Guinness World Records. And uh, to the horn here, we just found out that uh, our little UFO conference, the International UFO Congress, 2015 Guinness World Records, baby. Are you serious? Yep. Largest UFO conference in the world. Holy shit. How does that make you feel to be part of a Guinness World Record, man? That's pretty sweet. I'm actually going to go out and buy the book. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. I can say yes, I know somebody in the Guinness Book now. Well, I wish my name were in there. That'd be better. But Yeah, that's true. Well, whose name is going to be in it, though? Just the Congress. International UFO Congress. Ah, I see. Well, that's yep. cool, man. Because, I mean, you basically have, like, planned the damn thing for four or five years now, right? Yep. Co-organize it, and uh, I'm the technical producer of it. So, very proud of, of what we've accomplished with that thing. So, way to go, team. Woo! Heck yeah, man. Super cool. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt comic book talk, but thought that was pretty cool. Oh, no. Oh, you are fine. Um, um, the other thing that I found that made me super, 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 super happy recently was um, they a few images have leaked from the design of Vision in the new Avengers movie. And when I was a kid, I had an Avengers game for a regular Nintendo that I just wore out. And Vision was always my favorite because he's just like, you know, he's an artificial intelligence and he can like shift through walls. And I just there was something about that character that I always loved. And um, I didn't know that Vision was going to be in the second Avengers film uh, until maybe like a month and a half, two months ago. And then I found out that Paul Bettany was playing Vision, who I absolutely love. So that was even cooler. But if you haven't seen what this character looks like, he looks uh, very similar as uh, to his comic book portrayal in the early days. But they don't make it look goofy. I mean, he looks he looks rad in my opinion. So I am so excited to see what they do with Vision in the second Avengers movie. Very cool. Did you happen to see Guardians of the Galaxy? No. No, don't hate Who? me. I have not seen it yet. Now, see, my, my problem is, I, I talked about it last week, but I'm stuck in this, like, extended stay living place right now. And I've got my poor old dogs, too. And they can't be left alone. Yeah. So, and my wife is at work all day. So, I really don't have a chance to get out. And that's a bummer. I'm in prison right now. You're, you're like, um, 
Mr. Mom, that Michael Keaton movie. <laughs> Just taking care of the dogs. Have you ever seen Mr. Mom? Of course I've seen Mr. Mom. I love that movie. It's so ridiculous. Well, dude, you need to see Guardians of the Galaxy, too. I know it's I do. so, so good. Everybody was raving, it's the best movie in the world. Uh, I don't think it's the best movie in the world, but damn near close. <laughs> well, I definitely want to see it. I, I already know I'm not going to think it's the best movie in the world, but I really want to see it. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I, knew that the, I knew that the movie was going to be funny, but as the movie, like, progressed, I was surprised at how much I was laughing. Like, there were parts where I was in tears I was laughing so much, and, like, as soon as the movie starts, you pretty much, like, get atoned for how it's going to go. It's just so much fun. Dude, I am really, really looking forward to this coming season of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah? And... Oh, they're doing it. Yeah, they're doing a Futurama crossover. So, yeah, the the season premiere of Family Guy is going to be a crossover with The Simpsons. And yeah. that that could be fun. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the the Simpsorama episode. Dude, I can't call the crossover with Futurama and Simpsons. That's going to be amazing. And then they're doing a crossover with themselves. How the, does that work? The Treehouse of Horror episode that their Halloween special um, is going to feature one of the segments in the Treehouse of Horror show is going to be the Simpsons encountering ghost versions of their former selves. So they're going to run into their like 1987 selves from the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, shit. And they've appeared on the show before, but this is going to be the most like elaborate encounter that they've ever done on the show and the voice actors are going to voice like the way they used to voice those characters originally (laughs) so it's going to be funny seeing them interact with these different voices yeah i can't wait to see that that's going to be so much fun wow that is super cool yeah um uh, it reminds me actually i have an interesting story uh i think anybody could probably find this out if they looked it up but i had recently hit you up about the show adventure time asking if you had seen it have you uh had you have you gotten a chance to check it out yet no have not seen adventure time well um i I, a couple of friends of mine turned me on to the show and it was just immediately just ridiculous and i loved it and the uh the two main characters are uh a human boy named finn and a dog named jake the dog can like shape shift and turn into all kinds of stuff. Um, the dog Jake is actually voiced by the same guy that does the voice of Bender on Futurama. Awesome. And and I was able to pick that up pretty quick because he's got a very distinct voice. And um, so I just, you know, I love the show. I watched everything that they had of it on Netflix. And as I tend to do, I started like researching on the Internet, like who makes this? What's it all about? And uh, I can't I'll have to look up the name of the uh, creator. Pendleton something. Um, but uh, so basically when this guy was a little kid, the creator of Adventure Time, his mom was just kind of like this, not crazy lady, but she would just kind of go and, and, and do whatever. Uh, and, and so, she, you know, he wanted to be, uh, he wanted to make cartoons when he grew up. Pendleton Ward is the, the creator of uh, Adventure Time's name. So one day she literally like, took Pendleton as a young man and walked him up to the door of Matt Grinning from the uh, uh, Simpsons. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. It's spelled weird. Graining. Graining, yeah. Yep. And he literally, she took him up to his front door and said, 
knocked on the door. He answered, and she's like, my son wants to be a cartoonist. Could you give him some advice? And he basically like just told him, well, this is kind of what I did, and blah, blah, blah. And then Pendleton ended up getting picked up by Cartoon Network, and Adventure Time became very successful. And um, the guy, Joe, can't remember his last name, that was the voice of Bender, he was like talking about how it was just so bizarre, had that weird little connection of Matt Groening and Pendleton Ward and how he ended up like falling into working with both of them and just how weird and cosmic it all was. So I just thought that was a really interesting story because like the whole theme of, of adventure time, like um, Pendleton definitely was highly influenced by things like Dungeons and Dragons and it really comes through. But the humor on the show is just stellar, man. It's some of the funniest stuff I've seen in a long time. That's really cool. And, you know, isn't that how life works? It's all about those little connections. Mm-hmm. You'd think by knowing Dale, we would be famous and, and making cartoons now, but we're not. No, no, he just makes The Simpsons. That's, he's more. He thinks Simpsons is more important than we are. What a dick. I know, right? <laughs> Pretty selfish. I know. Keeping all his Simpsons glory to himself. I hope you're listening, Dale. Dale wouldn't listen to us. He's he's yeah. he's too busy, or pretends he's too busy. He's just rolling around in his car that's Tokyo <laughs> drifting everywhere and doing blow and taking shots. Well, he lives in L.A. That's what you do in L.A. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, even the Uber cars in L.A. are Tokyo drifting. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we love you, Dale. <laughs> You see that uh, Will Ferrell launched an Indiegogo campaign yesterday, I believe, um, raising money for for kids with cancer. But uh, he's offering a grand prize. Um, One person will get uh, two tickets to fly to uh, San Francisco to play video games with him for two hours. (laughs) It's going to be like a big event, and he's going to have like other guests and stuff there. But yeah, you're going to play video games with Will Will Ferrell. Did he specify what game? No, he did not. But he touted himself as a serious gamer. I don't think can Will Ferrell is serious anything. Yes, yeah. I can imagine. What I imagine is Will Ferrell sitting on a couch in his underwear. I just imagine him sitting there, like be you know being that typical Will Ferrell, just talking all kinds of nonsense, and then just, like, your guts exploding from laughing. Yeah. I think that would be his his best defense right there. He would just make you laugh, and then he would kick your ass. Like, when when Anchorman came out, I don't don't know if this happened to a lot of people, but Will Ferrell kind of killed my friend, Will, because I don't know how much like Ron Burgundy, my friend Will, was before Anchorman came out. But after Anchorman, my buddy, who who is the saxophone player in Crazy Tom Banana Pants, he pretty much just turned into Ron Burgundy and stayed that way and has ever since. That doesn't really sound weird. good. It's, it's honestly kind of great because Will is a super funny guy and it just basically feels like you're hanging out with Ron Burgundy every time you hang with him. It's awesome, frankly. That seems but, like too much. But I think he killed my friend. <laughs> That's no good. Did you end up seeing Anchorman 2? Um, no, I didn't see Anchorman 2. I don't I didn't either. I was I was afraid. 
I was too. And then, you know, after the fact, they release all these alternate versions, and I never know which one I should see. If, like, the one that's extended is going to have better stuff, or if it's just going to ruin it, if I should stick with the original. I hate all these multiple endings and uncut versions and... Well, what really will gets fuck you up is like, okay, I, I would, there are, um, the film Dodgeball with Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. there are multiple parts in that movie where they had like different lines that one of the actors would improv and there would be different stuff. And I have seen back when I had cable, um, <clears throat> I'm not impoverished now. I just have other means of, of viewing things, but, uh. Uh, I remember back in ca- when Cable was on, they would like play the movie one day with certain lines in it, and then they would play the other version of the movie. And so it was almost like you were watching two different cuts of the film, and it was just kind of confusing because you're waiting for some of those iconic lines, like Rip Torn saying, you're as useful as a cock-flavored lollipop, which is a great line. And then they would like switch that one out, and it would always be a big bummer. Well, I... I sometimes look forward to those changes they do to edit it for television because sometimes what they replace um, colorful language with is absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. Especially on movies like Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like that, dude, it is a different fucking movie when that thing is on basic cable. That's pretty great. And, that, you know, growing up, that's how I watched all of my movies, just like the, the movies that were on network television and recorded on VHS tape. Um, so when I got older and, and watched the actual movies, there were all of these scenes and nudity and swearing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, saw, what is saw, this? What, did they remake this movie? Because it wasn't like <laughs> that when I saw it. So <laughs> this movie is so much better than I remember. Yeah, there's boobs in it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. They should have put more tits in Gremlins, too. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That that would have enhanced that movie. I mean, any any movie that Phoebe Cates is in and she's not showing her boobs is subpar, subpar compared to uh, Ridgemont. Well, you know, with Oculus Rift, magic things can happen. Oh, God. Thank you, Oculus. Putting boobs where there weren't boobs before. <laughs> I'm going to get some skin grafted to my forehead. <laughs> I I believe you'll do that, Caleb. I'm going to look like a titceratops. A titceratops. I think that I, I, actually existed. I think right now, judging by what females say to me, I am a Michael Ceratops. Yeah. <laughs> Just envision yourself as a titceratops, and you'll be alone forever. <clears throat> I mean, there's like science behind willing yourself into do, becoming things. What if I willed a set of tits? <laughs> to grow out of my face. Then, again, you will be alone forever. I wonder if anybody that listens to the Grayling Report listens to this and just goes, I get him now. I understand, Caleb. I mean, nobody, I don't think they would understand, but they would understand why my humor is on the verge of, of something horrifying all the time. I think you would always be in a constant facepalm mode. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I don't understand it. My Twitter following just keeps growing, and I'm like, why do you people listen to what I have to say? I'm completely Yeah, you don't insane. have anything to say. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Well, Caleb, I think we've said everything we can say today. I have things to do, so we're going to wrap it up. I'm so glad to have you back on the show this week, man. It's good to hear your voice. I miss you. 
Yeah, well, I'll try to have more of a robot voice next time. And uh, we'll see if we can talk about, uh, we could probably squeeze in some boob talk next time. And uh, thank you all for listening. And on behalf of my titiceratops friend and myself, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Boobs. <laughs>